As we celebrate our nation's independence this weekend and tomorrow, we do so taking a look at true independence, true liberty and freedom in the gospel of Christ, next on Truth For Today. With Independence Day activities throughout the weekend and today into tomorrow, we rejoice with what God has done with us as a nation, yet we also grieve there's so much confusion in our culture. One way we understand and know where we stand before God can be found in the simple way that He trains us as His children, the Father's loving way to train children. That's the subject of our time together today as we return to the book of Hebrews on this, our weekend edition of Truth For Today from Valley Bible Church in Hercules with our teacher and pastor, Phil Howard. We would invite you to join us today as we take a look at our independence and how that independence is proved in the training of us as father's children. Here's Pastor Phil. He said, I just want to go to heaven. He said, I know that. But before we get there, I'm going to work on you. I want to change you where you start acting like my child. Ooh, I'm not sure. Does that involve any discomfort? Oh, plenty. Because you're stubborn. And I know you're going to pick the way we do. Some might go on easier, but you stubborn kind, I've got stronger instruments. Okay. Well, don't take it lightly that I'm your teacher. And, and don't be weary. And this word weary is don't fall apart. Don't just fall. It's ekluo. Don't just cave in and cry. Say, oh. No, no, no. He said endure. Keep running. Don't, don't run away from home because God's your father. No, no, no. Stay in there. Stay in there. And then he said, for the Lord disciplines the one he loves. The word discipline here is a little Greek word, padia. And it means simply child raising. Discipline, as soon as we hear it, it's a negative connotation. No, I'm going to child raise you. That's all he's saying. And then he says, there's two purposes you'll learn from my discipline. Two things you'll, you'll discover. Number one, it's the way I'll show you that I love you. I discipline whom I love. Two, I'll prove to you that you're my son. Because all sons, all true children of mine go through this. Then he goes on to say, if you stand up under discipline, you know God's treating you as sons. For what son is there that a father does not discipline? If you're left without discipline in which all, all my sons, have participated, then you are illegitimate children and not sons. Illegitimate children in Greek times were the children of slaves, prostitutes, concubines, and the big thing was not just how they got here, but they were children that the father said they will never be an heir to anything I have. So why waste my time educating them? I, I'm not investing time in a non-heir. So he said, if you're truly born again and you're God's child, 
and you're going to be an heir with Christ of all things. God says, I'm going to train you as your father. I'm stooping to take the role of a parent. It's, a, it's quite a job to teach a child, is it not? All kinds of personalities. I thank God, I believe, for giving me girls. Because, man, the boys are stubborn. I mean, usually. Now, some of you are, but it seemed like it just bred in the boys. Not you, but some. Don't get all defensive. It just, they need a little bit more upping the ante. They got to know dads there. It's so tough for that single mother who's raising boys. Because there's just a, a difference when the man is there to be the bad cop. Said, if you don't have this discipline, you're illegitimate. Wow, we don't want that. We all had fathers who disciplined us, and it seemed like every family can talk about the spankings they didn't deserve. Does your family do this? I was reading John MacArthur telling a story about he disciplined his son, found out later he didn't do it. And he said he just, it broke his heart. The boy he said, I didn't do it, I didn't do it. And he didn't, but dad spanked him just to be safe. He said, well, I know you got one coming anyway. And uh, he felt bad about that. And, and what does discipline, what's the reason for it? Verse 10, he does it for a short time, and the disciplines us for who's good? All things are working together for my good, even God's discipline methods. David, I'm not going to disown you. I'm just going to wish, make you wish you had never done it. You're still my son. But meet me. I am going to take the lives of your children. By the way, David, let me just tell you this. I have forgiven your sin. I'm not going to kill you. But I'm going to unleash the sword in your house so you would never cease to have somebody trying to kill your descendants. That's what he did. All the time he's calling him a son. He says, you've unleashed something that uh, I'm not going to correct. The sword will never depart from your house. And his greater son was speared to death on a cross. The sword never left David's house. Just for one night of sex. You're my son. You're my child. But you know better. He said he disciplines that we may share in God's holiness. Isn't that interesting? God's holiness, his attitude about everything. Separation from sin. He's, I'm putting you through a process that you get my character and you learn to act like me. For the moment, all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant. But later, look what it produces. The peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. So, I participate in God's holiness. He does it for my good. And here, it will produce the fruit of right behavior, right living. 
I, I want to just say, listen to what the psalmist said. Listen to this. See if this ever happened to you. Before I was afflicted, I went astray. But now I observe thy word. It is good for me that I have been afflicted, that I may learn thy statutes. Father, it was good that you afflicted me because I was wondering without it. Listen to what he says. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my eye upon you. Be not like the horse or a mule without understanding, which must be curved with bit and bridle, or it will not stay near you. Don't be stubborn. Let, let me nicely, just with my eye, let me train you. Just do what I say. Let me train. I don't want to use bit and bridle and whip and all of those implements. Don't. Don't do it. But I will if I have to. Stubborn Israel, he did it too. What about 1 Corinthians 11? I have decided to kill some of you and to make some of you sick because you did not take the Lord's Supper the way I said. 1 Corinthians 11, you read it for yourself. Verse 32. Or what if you want to lie about your giving? That's okay. I want to kill you, Ananias and Sapphira. I'll kill you. Most of our churches would be decimated if he did that. So many of you lying about money and God. I love you, I love you. And you're lying. You won't give. He knows. But he's so kind. He's so patient. And then godly sorrow produces repentance. Did you know that God brings sorrow in our life to get us to change our mind? Repent. Have you ever repented? You know what he said in Revelation 19, 319, Laodicea, I'm about to spew you out of my mouth, but let me say to the few left in that church, John MacArthur, I just heard him say, nobody's saved at Laodicea. I disagree, but I was surprised to hear him say it. But he said, I'm going to spew the majority of you out of my mouth, but he says, there must be a remnant there because as many as I love, I rebuke. Let me say this. The most scary thing to any human life is for God to leave you alone in your sin. That's what hell is all about. I won't ever bother you again. You'll never hear another hymn. You'll never hear another sermon. You'll never be bothered by the hounds of heaven again. I'm going to leave you alone. I'm not going to try to save you, change you, convert you. I leave you to your choice. And I must say to you, my greatest fear is that we can get bow-necked and stubbornness and hardness of heart so that, according to Hebrews, encourage one another lest hardness and insensitivity take over the heart. What a job. I'd say, parents, don't trust our youth group and our children's ministry to do what you're supposed to do. I see people in Awana that have been doing it for 25 to 30 years, and I'm amazed at how many younger families don't get involved. I know Marilyn's been over there. Marion just stepped down. My own wife, 
other people been doing it for years. Marion did it for years in a building that needs an elevator, but a 93-year-old woman kept navigating the stairs. Is it her job to raise your kid? She wasn't raising them, but let's say that hour, that hour and a half. I remember my son-in-law one time told me, I'm not counting on the youth group to reach and train my kids. God gave them a dad to do that, and I'm going to do it. Thank you. What would we do if there was no youth group, no Awana, no children's ministry? Would your children be educated by you in, your, uh, in the things of God? Not math, not world history, God. Is God taught in your home? And I think many have already abdicated. And guess what? Here's the thing. Hear me what's going on in the culture. So we unleash the boy or girl that you never trained, and the only thing that can curb them is a policeman that will get mad because he's too brutal. And many, we've been exposed lately. Many have been. But who, who rounds up all the rebels in the culture that were never taught and never disciplined? Then what do you do with them? Nobody's safe to go outside. My sister Ruth and I, when we lived in South Richmond, 29th Street by Jack Newell's, we would walk from the projects to the Uptown Theater across the tracks down by Carlson by Pullman Yards and walk to the Uptown Theater and walk home at night when the sun had gone almost down. It'd be about 5.36 around there. I was in the third grade. She was in the fifth. No one messed with us. I wouldn't want to walk that today. I don't think it'd be safe. I would say God is the most benevolent child raiser you'll ever know. And uh, I would say some things. I would address you fathers. Be careful. If you spank your children, don't do it in anger. Spanking was never meant to vent your anger. Spanking was meant to create enough pain so that the lesson would be learned. Hear me? I'm going to put enough pain, not on your face, or hit on the head, on your bottom, that it will reinforce the lesson. If you call that barbaric, you wrestle with Proverbs and God. I'm just quoting God. I go along with God on this. I don't agree with California and you. I go along with God. So don't spank children in anger. Don't box them around. Don't do all that. Teach them. Our dad used to tell us, boys, the moment you become a father, you were voted in to be a teacher. Now, the issue is, what will you teach? Dads, be involved in the lives of your kids, and sure, mama, but let's get our men involved in shaping these. You know, we, we beg to get men to get them over there and work with our children. What, what's your problem, Rambo? What's your problem? Don't be talking about feed me the word. Oh, baloney. I've been feeding you the word 45 years. When are you going to exercise the word? Who's going to be models to these young boys that would be called by the world bastard that we call precious? That have an eternal destiny and need a godly man loving them and shaping them for Christ. Is it just women's work or is it man and woman? And let me say to all you workaholic dads, 
You guys too busy watching football games to be involved in the family. I think two lessons in all the child rearing we did that I'll never forget. One is wanting to spank my girls for turning the paste into a mess in the floor in our brand new house. And I wanted to spank them, both Deborah and Rebecca. It was just powder. It fell on the new carpet. Them to clean it up, they poured water on it. <laughs> Didn't work too good. It, it just needed a vacuum. But then, man, a little bisquick. And so I come there, and as a spirit-filled father, I was ticked. They need their little bottoms roasted. So I get the spoon. I'm getting ready. And I never forget in that, I, you know, I like golf. I was going to make it count. They were going to go in the next bedroom. Mm-mm. If you did that on the patio, it's okay. This is a new carpet. Well, when I, I get about here, I'm telling you the truth. It's like a voice out of heaven came. Hold thy hand, my son. And God just in that instant said, were they rebelling or did they make a mistake? Well, they weren't rebelling. They made a mistake. And God just says, do I spank you for mistakes and failings or do I spank you for rebelling? I thought, well, God, why are you preaching to me? Those girls deserve a spanking. He said, don't do it. I didn't. And when I, when I put down the spoon, I said, you girls had better be thankful there's a God in heaven. Your life was just spared. God spared your life right then. And all children said, yes. I'll tell you another one, and then I can close. It has nothing to do with Hebrews. It has to do with child rearing. This one is a painful one, very painful. It's a shameful one, but I did it. I think my daughter was living, was our youngest was living in uh, Hawaii. Her husband was in the Navy. She's flying home. Had to fly out of San Francisco. I was to take her to the airport. She was 19, 20, maybe. And so we get over there. And on the way, and Elizabeth has this little, she's always a little girl to me. She just has that way about her. And so on the way over, and when I, I pull in, we're getting ready just to, I'm going to drop her off at the curb. I don't like all the goodbyes. Drop them off and peel out. <laughs> you know, because the, these emotional goodbyes are hard. I don't like goodbyes. And so, as a loving father, slide in the curb. Get out. Not quite. But on the way, she said, Dad, wouldn't it be wonderful if you could just park the car and I've got about two hours to, and we can just drink coffee together and have a good time. <laughs> and in my mind, I'm thinking, I've got to get back to the office because there's eternal work to be done. <laughs> I've got to get back because I'm a driven workaholic fiend. Jesus is coming soon. He's not interested in talking to little baby daughters. And as I left, I saw this sad face, water standing in the eyes, like, oh, I wish we could have had this moment. All the way back, I cried all the way back to the office. 
thought, you idiot, you fool. There was nothing at the office as important as spending an hour with that girl. A lot of times you guys get away from your computer and your schedule and spend a quality hour with a boy or a girl. It might make an eternal difference. Father, we thank you for your kind patience and the way you have raised us in Christ. I would like to thank you, Father, for my old mom and dad. Just plain folks. While they were, they made their mistakes. But I knew I had a dad. And I knew I had a mom. I thank you for every spanking I got because I deserved all mine. Thank you for the wisdom invested. I pray help every family in their family, raising the children around their feet. Don't let them consult all the secularists, but consult God. You know how, Lord. And I think when I was raising them, all I, I believe was Proverbs. I didn't consult other books. I just thought that God said it. And it was hard at times. But I was trusting that your word and your way would work. And it did. I pray, Father, for every child of God that's suffering today. We, I don't know why. I don't know why some of my brothers and sisters have been decapitated in Egypt, Libya, and why many of our brothers and sisters have been killed in Syria, have gone underground in Iran. I don't know why. The older I get, I got more wise that I'll have to wait till heaven for the answer. But I do know this. I'm a son. And even when the spanking hurts, you've changed my character, changed my choices, and made me know I was forever loved by a God that would nail his unique son to a cross for me, that he might bring me home and make me his own. If there's anyone here that feels illegitimate, feels unowned, unloved, and not a part, May they know that you today call them to come. Receive my son and you'll become a child. You'll get into my family. Receive Jesus Christ and you'll become a member of my family. And I will train you, love you, care for you, instruct you. Oh, I will be a father to you like none you could ever imagine. I thank you, Father, for this precious congregation that has lifted me up and faithfully helped me all these years. Bless. Let us grow. Let us outlive the scandal we've lived through. Heal our image. Make, get the word out that we have workers that will lay down their life to protect because we value young lives. Even that newborn baby. Oh, Father. Help us to love children in this church and to love the loyal, uh, salty, and those who have been with us so many years. I thank you for every gray head in this church. It's a compliment. It's not just a young church. It's your church. doesn't matter the age, the color, the social standing. Your church. 
is where we want to be found. Today, may we encourage one another with these words. In Jesus' name, amen. And that brings us to the end of our time today here on Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. Closing out our program, I'd like to leave you with our contact information, especially in light of the fact that this is a listener-supported ministry. And as you contact us, not only with prayer support, but financial support as well, we're able to continue the ministry, not just on Sundays, but Monday through Friday as well here on KFAX. Please prayerfully consider that as you contact us today with your gift, 855-833-9864 is our phone number. Again, that's 855-833-9864. Or write to us at 1511 M. Sycamore Avenue, Suite 278, Hercules, California. The zip code is 94547. And another way to contact us, probably the easiest, is through our website, valleybible.org. It's there that you can even take advantage of our secure online donations. You can also take advantage of the many resource materials we have available for your growth and walk in Christ. Again, valleybible.org. It's there that we also have a bit more information about who we are and what we believe and directions if you would like to join us for worship. Service times are at 9 and 11 this morning, and we'd love to see you face-to-face. And don't forget, as you partner with us financially and become a TFT sustainer, you'll receive a quarterly newsletter, a -a once-a-year special gift, along with access to Take a Break, which is the weekly devotional video by Pastor Phil. Find out more at valleybible.org or call 855-833-9864. And then come back and join us next time for another broadcast of Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard.